0: Welcome back to a good talk spoiled golf podcast. I'm Barry O'Hanrahan, and back tonight to join me is James Richardson. It has been a little while since our last podcast. James, are we ready for this? One
1: or two, one or two weeks, I suppose. You know, yeah, just one or two. Yeah, yeah. On top, weeks. on
0: top of the few months. Um, Apollo.
1: all good things come to those who wait. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Th- Listen, long hiatus but um, delighted to be back and uh, we picked a pretty good week to come back for our 150th episode. It is Ryder Cup week and... um,
1: Is it? It's not Ryder Cup week, is it? It's just you haven't been going on about it like all week to me. Yeah, I know. So I, I just, I, I thought it was next I week. thought it
0: was pretty cruel of me to tell you to prepare for the Honda Classic, but um, yeah, we're going to have to go ride a cup and you're going to have to...
1: What I love, Barry, is you think I'd prepare for any of these programs. Yeah, that's
0: true. <laughs> <laughs> better better freestyling than anything else. Um, we are findable online in a whole host of places, but our homepage is on Podbean. Uh, if you Google a Good Talk Spoiler to find us there, but you'll, we can be caught on iTunes... And all the Android um, feeds as well. Our Twitter is a good talk golf, and um, if you want to give us an email with something a bit longer than a tweet, our email is a good talk So we are on to the twenty eighteen Ryder Cup, Ryder Cup from the Golf National in Paris, and our mission is to win the Ryder Cup back.
1: Uh, yeah, well, um, a mission that's uh, a fairly high. Uh, mountain to climb in my opinion but we'll get into it but whatever it's going to happen it's going to be exciting isn't it because that's what the Ryder Cup is it's just once every two years just this And go- the thing I find about the Ryder Cup is this it's a bit like the Masters people who don't give two F's about golf from one week to the next and will say in the pub when you're kind of watching it over their shoulder Oh, I don't like this golf. Like, it's so boring to watch. Why do, you, why do you watch golf? Then it comes to the Ryder Cup. And I've had mates who are going, is there any chance I can use your Sky Sports login so I can watch the Ryder Cup this week? And you're going, you never watch golf at all. I know, but sure, everyone's going on about it. So, like, I need to watch it. And I, I heard one guy who, I swear to God, he wouldn't know a golf ball if it smacked him in the face, was talking to me about taking the day off work. On Friday to watch it, I'm like, you never watch golf. You barely know any of the players. And he's like, yeah, but you know, I'm gonna just go around to a mate's house, get a few, uh, get a few cans, and just watch it for the day. That's per- so, I love hearing that. That's amazing. It's just basically that is what the Ryder Cup is. It's just basically you know a chance for people who don't really like golf to get excited about golf, and people who love golf to just go absolutely bonkers about golf
0: yeah i mean kind of similar maybe to like the the world cup and football or rugby you know people who wouldn't ordinarily be interested in those sports because it becomes so big and mainstream it's and it's the you know it's one of the events of the year or the events of every two years in the case of the Ryder cup it's really it's really exciting
1: it's basically like how you got really excited about love island over the summer you know, because everybody else was interested in Love Island and you were like, Oh, I'm watching Love Island and then we all told you that you probably shouldn't be watching Love Island.
0: James, your biographical um <laughs> Oh, Love
1: Island is global <laughs>
0: <laughs> Um I am glad to say I never saw a minute of that. Uh, actively avoided it, thanks be to God. So listen, let's not let's not worry about Love Island. It's it's been and gone. So um on to onto this, right, Ryder Cup. So um, it's hosted at Le Golf National in Paris, which is, uh, which has been a kind of a core host course of the Open to France on the European Tour for many years now. So it is a par 71 and a clock in around two, 7,200 yards um, with plenty of water. Um, lots, of, lots of really demanding approach shots on this golf course. Um, I've heard reports today that about the, the condition of the course and they have like a three metre strip of intermediates between the fairways and the rough. The rough will in around three inches I've heard and then beyond that you're getting into the really kind of heavy, thick fescue which you can you will imagine it's in many parts will be trampled down by the crowds but you find the wrong patch of that stuff and you're in real trouble. So um, it's going to be a test for the players Um I I my personal opinion is I don't want to see pins in the middle of greens. I hope that's not the case. I hope they put some pins in kind of tricky positions and, you know, asking for really good shots which will get rewarded and punishing shots that, you know, just aren't quite good enough and make up and down so this, tricky.
1: So this is a competition that has to get the very best in the world to require them to hit the very best shots in probably the hardest setting in terms of the partisanship of the the, the crowd Mm. obviously you know thomas bjorn and europe get to pick the, the the setup to the course so this is the opportunity to set it up in what he believes is in favor of europe but i agree with you i don't necessarily want to see all the pins in the middle and just let them go pin seeking and they come in you know in the foursomes or the four ball you know kind of ridiculously low numbers you want to see them kind of having to hit really good shots to tight pins and let the, the cream rise to the top in this tournament you know and if if you go out and if one team loses to a stunning shot on 17 or 18 then fair play mm-hmm. you know that's that's where you go win it. i don't want to see it being won or lost by a pin in the middle of the green and it's just easy they can spray it off the tee yeah and then it's easy into the greens. You want to make it tough. But the interesting thing, and we talk about the rough and all the rest, the interesting thing is Thomas Bjorn has slowed these greens down significantly. You know, they're talking today that they were running at maybe 10, 10 and a half on the stimp. You know, what's the PGA Tour over in the States? Uh, 14? Uh,
0: uh, nah, not quite. No, that, that'd be kind of... Um... Oakmont levels, but you're you're definitely looking at it kind of an eleven and a half minimum on the PGA Tour week to week, and you know usually looking up around the twelve or so. I mean, but that's that's the kind of thing. That, I mean, that's really interesting to me that the greens are a little bit slower because it it sort of indicates that we will be seeing pins that'll be tucked away a bit, and and for me that makes it a little bit more exciting. I, I, you know, I want to see a blend. I want to see a few tough holes out there where par is a good score. But you also want to see a few opportunities where guys can go make birdies and and even eagles as well. So, you know, there's a responsibility, I think, even though you're the host captain and you have the chance to set up the course to to favour your team to a certain extent, there's also a responsibility to the Ryder Cup itself because it's an exhibition match. And yes, everybody wants to win, but it's also a responsibility to to golf itself that is an exhibition match and it's supposed to show the good, the great, the bad, the ugly of golf all in one weekend, all in three days, and it should be really exciting to watch. And I think this golf course is going to be fantastic for the Ryder Cup. It's going to have lots of excitement. You'll have dramatic moments with balls in the water, you know, hopefully some really uh, brilliant escapes from the, the, you know, tricky lies in the rough and and whatnot. So, um, yeah, bring it on. I can't wait.
1: Do you you know, in some of the years gone past, there's especially with the format and we have the foursomes and the four ball, particularly in the four ball in years gone past, courses have been set up that you know maybe one of the big hitters can go to the go for the green on a par four and in, in you know in one mm-hmm. where maybe the the other player is laid up takes takes the chance. Where do you see or can you see anywhere on this course that that kind of at, attitude or or setup can occur? Or is this very much going to be just a, you know, it's just a, a regular course in that respect. And it's going to be all the par fours are <clears throat> fairway fairway and in. Or is there anywhere on this course that, you know, I, I don't know this course particularly well. So is there anywhere mm. on the 18 holes that... Is going to be able to be set up for that risk reward. Yeah, yeah. The drive, the drive with
0: par four. Well, look, yeah. From, um, I haven't actually done a flyover dive into the golf course yet. Still a few days to go before the Ryder Cup. But from many many years of watching the French Open, there are a couple of par fours that are almost accessible from the tee, and um, that'd be the sixth and the tenth. They're both they both play under three hundred and eighty yards. So it'd be very interesting to see if the tees get you know you've got lots of tee boxes on these on the golf course It'd be really cool to see them move up the tee on uh, on one of those holes maybe even both of them i mean how drivable par 4s are probably some of the most fun holes in golf because you know if if if, if it's the right design on the green and everything you, you know you present an eagle bird or an easy birdie opportunity with a really bad well executed shot but if the drive is errant, then you know you're bringing bogey and maybe even double into play. So, um, you know, a drivable par four in a Ryder Cup is um, yeah, I'm all for it, and if it can be done, great.
1: Okay, well let's 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 go to the let's go from the course to the players then. So let's look at the European team um, and you know run through who who made it by qualifying. Do you care about the captains' picks at this stage, or is it just a case of look, they're all there and it's a team so let's forget who were captain picks and who got on
0: oh yeah you're you're there you're there now at this stage so what about what, you so do you think it's
1: yeah like i i think when we get into it and look at the players i think it's interesting to have a look at who he picked and and i know you have a certain view as to why he picked them uh, i thought they were very conservative um well let's let's look at it so we have paul casey tommy fleetwood sergio garcia Tyrrell hatton rory McIlroy, Francesco Molinari, John Ram, Ian Poulter, Thomas, uh, no, uh, Thorne Bjorn Olsen, Alex Noren, Justin Rose and Henrik Stenson. Now, obviously, the last being your, you know, little love love child there. But it there's a lot of experience in terms of European pedigree there. Guys, you know, like John Ram, I know it's his first, but, you know, he's what, world number three or four at this stage. Um, some foreign players with Justin Rose. From what you know, one to to twelve. Are you happy? Is there is there a weak link in your mind instinctively that jumps out that goes, hmm, don't like seeing his name here, or is it fairly fairly consistent throughout?
0: I mean, o- overall, I'm I'm pretty happy with the team. I, I think it's really strong, and even though we have um, five rookies there, they're highly experienced, like international world class golfers so uh, you know i think um you know you've got tommy fleetwood tyrrell hatton um alex Noren, torbjorn Olson and john ram these guys are excellent golfers and um I, I think they'll be fine in this environment i think you know particularly i think tommy fleetwood tyrrell hatton john ram will will just get right into this i have a couple of question marks over alex norn and torbjorn Olsson. Um, Noren's not been in great form recently, and Allison hasn't got the best match play record. But you know he's got, um, you know, he's kind of uh, I suppose a Ryder Cup father in that the you know, the captain's Thomas Bjorn this week. So I think he's going to that'll that'll probably prop him up and give him plenty of confidence. And you know every every Ryder Cup uh, it seems for Europe, there's one surprise guy who just blows it out of the water and plays phenomenal. You know, a la Cole Sarts and Thomas Peters. So. Um, I'm kind of, yeah. You never know. It could be one of these guys this time around You know, Olsen or Hatton could be just a surprise package that nobody expects to go great. Uh, I, I, I think it's a, I think it's a very, very good team. Um, just you know, we have the obviously there was a question mark over Rafa Cabrera Bayo and he's got to feel he's got to feel the unluckiest guy in Europe to not make it. Definitely, he was just one outside, and uh, but. You know, we look forward to hopefully getting him on the team in the next Ryder Cup. He's uh, he's definitely good enough to be there.
1: Well, look at the end of the day, if you don't qualify, you don't qualify. So yeah, yeah. if you're not if you're not in the top eight, you're not in the top eight. That's and and you, yeah, and then you're
0: then you're gambling at that stage on the captain's you know, pick. So
1: if you're looking at the the two that you've spoken about, so Alex and Aaron and Olson, you're Thomas Bjorn. Do you get them out in kind of game two and three on Friday morning? Do you do you kind of le- let just get them out there straight away, get the experience, and then if you don't see them again till Sunday, so be it, or do you kind of let them go out, on the Friday morning to walk to kind of get a feel of being inside the ropes, watching the other guys, like how how do you play if they're the kind of the weaker guys that you see, or the concerns not even so much weaker but the concerns that you have. Your Thomas Bjorn, what do you do with them? Do you play them straight away? Do you hold them off? Where where's your head? Where do you think Thomas Bjorn will be at with regards to to, to getting them onto the course?
0: I, to me, I think uh, I think he goes out pretty strong in the morning and maybe holds back a couple of guys he might have a couple of question marks over. Um that's if I'm if I'm in Thomas Bjorn's shoes, that's what I want to do. You know, you want to give your Give the side the best chance to get off to a good start, and I mean a good start in a Ryder Cup. Two all, you're happy from the morning session with two all. You're not behind, you're not ahead, but you have a chance to then bring in those other guys who didn't play the morning session, and uh, you know you're not you're not in trouble. But you know if you you pop them out early doors and it backfires on you, then you're really fighting against it. Uh, you don't want to be trying to come back from a three one or three and a half to a half from the morning session, so. I mean,
1: wh- uh, first, where you kind of f- first one in the morning is four ball, is it? So j- they switch between, um, you know, Friday and Saturday. They switch. Is it four ball in the morning and then foursomes in the afternoon, or is it the other way around on Friday? I just can't remember.
0: I'm going with four ball. I'm pretty sure it's four ball, but I'm going to double check it here. We're uh, we're, is, we're googling on the fly. It's late. It's it's a late record tonight. It's nearly ten o'clock.
1: You see, within the four ball you know there's a bit of a place to hide you know so my my issue would be if if they're not if you're not sure about them get them out in the four ball you know if if you put them out if say naron plays with rose you know who's probably you know i suppose justin rose is by far our current on form strongest player world ranking wise he's our strongest player you put justin rose out, you just say, go play, go play golf. He can kind of mop up a few mistakes by Naren or Olsen or Nerves.
0: See, I'm not worried about Naren playing in the foursomes because he's really accurate off the tee and he knows La Golf Nacional very well. He's a three top, you know, his last three times he's there, he's eighth, tenth and first uh, in his th- three last appearances. So, like, I'm not worried about Naren foursomes Um Four ball is a good place to hide somebody. Um... Maybe maybe you sneak one of them out in the morning session, but like, oh, what? what I mean, what? Where are you at? In, like in terms of going strong, really strong in the morning session, or do you want to blood a couple of those worrisome rookies? I,
1: I, no, I I think for this we have to go win this. You know, getting a moral victory by not getting blown out of the water is no good. You know, you need to be ahead. You know, yeah, okay, two two, kind of. Two and a half, one and a half. I think if you're coming in after the morning session on Friday with equal or a lead, now all of a sudden you can turn to the guys in the mm. team room and say, "Sure, look, the American media has written you guys off all all year. You know they're saying that you're no good. That you know the Americans are going to just walk this, but they didn't this morning. The last thing I think you want to do is to go in three one down after the morning on Friday." And then it's a case of trying to get, you know, the heads lifted. A lot of it is a war of attrition. You know, it's a lot of golf. It's a lot of concentration. And it's it's intense. Mm. So a lot of it is keeping the momentum. And I think if you don't get the momentum at the beginning, it's, you know, other than the miracle of Madonna, yeah, yeah. you know, the guys who get going at the beginning, you just see it build. You know, if you're two and a half... To one and a half on on Friday morning, and then you can go two two on Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. You have a little lead going into Friday into Saturday. If you can go and do it again, now you've got another little lead going into. You know, it just keeps yeah, building you, the momentum. You don't have
0: the pressure to win a session three one or four nil. So, um, I mean, look, let,
1: and there that's going to be so hard to do. Yeah. like you're not going to go out, you know, and 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 be able to. Certainly, the European team. I personally don't think. Is gonna go out and win a 4-0 against the Americans. So you just don't want to be falling too far behind. So I think you have to go hard and go, go in early. And I think, you know, that starts with putting out your A1 top class pairing in the first match, and just say, you know, if I was Thomas Bjorn, I'd be putting my two fingers in the air and saying we're here to rumble Mm -hmm. and these two are my A team and you guys go out and you get a point on the board and everybody else will be buoyed by that coming behind you.
0: I mean, let's start talking about the stalwarts of the European team. We're we're looking at guy, we're looking at like Justin Rose, you know, got to world number one, won the FedEx Cup, playing absolutely ridiculous golf the last two years. I mean, for my money, he's gone out there with Henrik Stenson in the first match.
1: Uh, Yeah. You know, because that that's just a a partnership that works, and they're steady, and you just know that they're going to be. But underneath that, who who else goes out? So who else would you be pairing? Just if you know, I know they've been out today with all. I never looked too closely at it because they yeah, well we, they don't want to show their hand
0: too much. But interesting enough, like let's just we we'll go through the European practice pairing or practice uh, games today. See, so it Sergio, Noron, Stenson, Rose are playing together. In the next group you had Rory, Ram, Casey, and Olison. And the last one you had Tommy, Poulter, uh, Hatton and Molinari. So you have a really good blend of experience mixed with the rookies there in those uh, in those groupings. So like you know, the Stence and Rose go out together, you know, that we, we all think that I think that's a lock to go out in one of the very early pairings on Friday morning. I love the idea of something like uh, Rory and John Ram.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I, I actually thought that kind of on a Friday morning, I I had a feeling that it would be a kind of a, a lot of the nationalities sticking close enough together. You know, the kind of John Ram, Sergio, kind of the Spanish link going out, say Tommy going out with Tyrrell or Tommy going out with Casey or Poulter. That kind of i I just get this feeling that Bjorn is the kind of guy who's so conservative that I don't think he's gonna just do something really surprising
0: like like a Rory Ram pairing like a, yeah or do you, I mean do you, do you know what I'd love to see this week? I would love to see Poldra and Hatton together. I think that would be ridiculously good but
1: I, but i I think there's a good example of it could that could be something that you know because again it's it's guys who know each other. They're, they're both in, you know, there's a there's a connection. There's a personality kind
0: of uh, match there almost, you know, that fiery character. It it, it, it could work or comp- completely backfire. So, um, uh, yeah.
1: Do you think there's any player that's undroppable and will play all five sessions? Justin Rose. Anyone else? I think...
0: I think Rory plays all five. I think he has to.
1: I think Rory has to play all five. And if Rory doesn't if Justin and Rory don't come in with if they play all five, if they're not coming in with three and a half ish. Three, three points, and a half, yeah. Three, three and a half, then then Europe's not winning this tournament. Yeah. and um, in, in my view. They have to same with Poulter. You know, if you take the three guys that are you know, the stalwarts, if you use that kind of you know, Rory, Poulter and Rose. My fear is how tired Rose might get over the course of the week. You know, he's had a big couple of weeks. He had the, the. obviously, the Tour Championship. He's had the, the lead-up to that. I think he's also had the excitement of world number one. All of those things that go with that. I know he's a guy who loves the Ryder Cup, but adrenaline will only get you so far. And that goes back to my point about momentum. If they have momentum and adrenaline kicks from that, Justin Rose plays all five, and it's like he's just played one round of golf a day. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. If, on the other hand, it becomes a struggle, if they're really chasing it, then I think the adrenaline stops dropping a bit, and tiredness kicks in, and it starts fizzling out. Yeah, I
0: think that's applicable to any any of the guys out there if they're playing five matches. If it's going for you, it's the easiest thing in the world. and If if things turn against you, it just feels like you're carrying... Uh, two tour golf bags on your back when you're trying to take a swing so um, yeah look I I agree I I really do agree with that like we need you know three or four of the big boys to just put in winning percentage performances this week for Europe to have a chance Um,
1: so go on call it who's going to be the star European player and who's going to be the dud European player
0: yeah I also I mean I also like the idea of like the, the surprise package player too so
1: Okay, we'll go all three. Yeah,
0: I'm going to go... I'll go at Rose as just the star stud player uh, this week. Everything points towards it happening, so it's going to be a very boring pick, but there we go. Um...
1: I think, I, well, I think... Well, well you're thinking yeah, you, you, slowly. Yeah, you go for your... Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think I think, just, Justin and Rory are, are, have to be the two stars. They like Without it, it's just not going to happen for Europe. Standout player, either of those doesn't matter to me. Dud, 100%, I think is going to be Sergio. I think it was the wrong choice as a captain's pick. I, I'd love to be proved wrong, but I think if we see Sergio too many times over the first two days... I think we're in trouble. Um, so I think we're going to be looking at him going, he got nothing out of the week. And I actually can see Sergio coming away with very little. Um, so you put no points. stock
0: in the fact that he played reasonably well there. The weekend just Don't gone. give a shit.
1: Don't, g- don't give a shit. I, I, I just... I, I, I don't think he has been. The same player since the Masters, and I just don't think he can turn it on and turn it off. I totally agree in that way. Um, but I think you know, I'm, I'm like every I'm the everybody else in this group. Oh no! Look, I, sorry. I want Europe to win. Yeah. I'm just when you're looking at this team and you're looking at weak links. I don't see Sergio being the player that he was. I don't think his form is the player that he was he may be able to turn it on and if he does, brilliant. I think if he turns it on, I think then Europe can, you know, go and win this but I think he will be the dud and I think that it will be a big call by Thomas Bjorn if Sergio's not playing on, you know, playing well on Friday, then, you know, Thomas Bjorn is going to have to make a decision come Friday morning, sorry, Saturday Mm -hmm. morning to either bench him and just say, look, we're not putting you back out. There can't be any loyalty or any kind of, you know, well he's my captain's pick so i better you know stick with him he'll come good if he's not playing well he's he got to be benched that's my gut feeling with them i think all the other players have trended in the most part maybe not so much stenson but most of them have trended like tommy fleetwood has been on fire for quite a while and to me he's the standout star that's going to break through this like he's, he's going to be a the one pa- that afterwards the surprise package he, for you and it's not even a surprise. No, you know no. that's the thing. I don't think it's going to be a surprise. But when you look at that team, you know I think that we're going to go back after this and think, do you know what? Tommy is a Tommy is a player. Tommy, I think I think that the this generation, you know, after this, we're not going to see perhaps Stenson and Garcia and Casey, and maybe even Poulter at another Ryder Cup. Mm. You know, there's there's every chance that this may be their last swan song, but I think Tommy Fleetwood is the guy who's going to bring this team on, and he'll him and Rose and Ram and McElroy are going to be those players that are going to be steadfast Ryder Cup team players yeah. for the next number of tournaments, and I think this is going to be the one, and I think he's underrated in America, and I think Americans. The media in America underrate him, but they
0: over—they they over—it's because they overrate winning.
1: He's 100 oh, percent
0: so consistently great over there without winning, and that's why they underrate him because they overrate winning.
1: And that's why I think he becomes the the surprise package. And as I say, it's not even a surprise. That word isn't no, even the right to, word for not, not to
0: not to people not to people who pay attention to golf and know it.
1: Yeah, because I think I think it's gonna be I, I can see Tommy playing in all five and I think that he could end up with, you know, four points out of it.
0: That's a very good possibility he plays all five. This okay, on to on to my kind of ones that I think um, are gonna go might have a bad week. I think Paul Casey and Francesco Molinari are, are at risk. They've been a little bit iffy in their form. Molinari's um, a little bit off the boil now. Um, has kind of trended away from the, the really hot streak that he had during the summer. And I feel like those two guys might be at risk of a really dud week.
1: And a bit like Garcia, I don't think they're players that can just turn it on and turn it off. You know, like mm. in years past, Poulter has turned up to a Ryder Cup and has been stinking in the lead up to it. Mm. But he gets there, he drives through the gate he puts on his Ryder Cup gear he sees the Ryder Cup bag with his name on it and it's like something just flicks with him yeah. and he becomes a different player and form goes out the window with Poulter when it comes to the Ryder Cup I'm not convinced that Molinari and Casey have that switch Doesn't, and, and doesn't I seem think,
0: like it on appearances now
1: um, So surprise for you, who, who do you think? My
0: surprise package is Tyrrell Hatton I think I think this guy is going to absolutely love the buzz of the Ryder Cup and he's going to be engaging the crowd, getting really pumped up and you know if if he can just get a little bit of momentum on his side, he's just going to go and he'll be so tough to beat then. So uh, do you think yeah. Tyrrell
1: Hatton will become the kind of Patrick Reed of the European Tour, you know, that kind of nearly playing to the crowd Uh, but we know he's constantly talking he's constantly giving out if there's going to be fisticuffs if there's going to be a fight ever in the Ryder Cup where people punch each other in the face this is it Tyrrell Hatton could get punched in the face by somebody from the Europe uh, from the the, possibly one of the vice captains for the US (laughs) I can just see somebody just kind of donkey punching him in the back of the head when he's walking from one tee to the next it's
0: probably not going to be Matt Kuchar but like let's say uh Zach Johnson, I think Zach Johnson could get pretty riled up, you know.
1: But I just think you're right with Tyrrell. I think, I I think he's gonna nag, and I think he'll get under the skin if, if the Americans are, you know, not playing as great as they expect. You can kind of see Tyrrell kind of making comments, like you can see nearly Tyrrell say on the third or fourth hole, and if there's a wayward drive. By one of the Americans him just kind of going good shot and walking on <laughs> you know just like just like suddenly kind of going yeah nice well done yeah yeah you're over in the water uh, and just just doing it with a smirk yeah, in his a face that like because he does have a face that you want to slap like he really does oh god
0: yeah I mean and, and, to, and the counterpoint on the US team for that is Patrick Reed I mean we, oh 100% can't, 100% can't, I mean this is kind of like you know your Christmas wish list Tyrrell Houghton versus Patrick Reed in the singles
1: Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's like I mean, that's you could definitely pick. Uh, if you could pick a, if you could pick one, that's that's it. Um, but you just know that they'll. He's just a nagger, and I can just see him, you know, constantly talking and then because he frustrates the hell out of me watching him play. Uh, both Patrick Reed and Tyrrell Hatton. Mm. Tyrrell Hatton always. When I watch him, I just want to just. I'm like, imagine being out playing with him for six hours. Like you just, like these guys are so good. I'm convinced that some of them just go down the other side of the fairway just <laughs> to get away from them. You know, they're like, oh, it's a dogleg. He's fucking up. He's so going. He's
0: high energy. He really is. So um, that, that's. But maybe that's, that's why, what you need for that's this. That's why I think this might be a match made in heaven for uh, for him. So he's my he's my surprise package. Who's who's your uh, who's your kind of surprise package for the week?
1: I said Tommy Fleetwood. Oh, okay, but the not okay, so he's your surprise, non surprise package. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, that's what I said. He's gonna be the surprise that's not a surprise. Yeah. But I think he's the one who everybody will come out and say, Oh, whoa, he got like four out of five points. You know, and I, I think that's I think that's where my gut is with if if you look at those for Europe to win, the big players have to step up and the guys that we have concerns about Either need to be benched, or they need to scrap a point or two, you know, point or a point and a half from two or three games that they get matches they get to play in. But it all comes down to whether or not Thomas Bjorn has the gonads to say, "I'm going to drop Paul Casey if he's not playing well on Friday morning. You don't bring him out on Friday afternoon. You don't bring him back on uh, Saturday morning." He has to make the big calls. And that may be the biggest problem for Thomas Bjorn and this European team. Is his loyalty to the... Is his loyalty to the likes of Casey, the likes of Sergio, and saying, actually, do you know what? Naren is the surprise package. Mm. Naren is playing well. He's going to play five games. Where right now we might say, God, no way. But if he's playing well, then you got to stick with the guys that are playing well. And loyalty by Thomas Bjorn has to be left yeah, to the gate. Yeah, that,
0: that could be the thing that, that, could be the thing that kills him, all right. So, come here, quick. Just When does Tommy Fleetwood stop being a surprise? Like, when he wins the US Open next year? Or they'll still be a little bit like, oh, wow. <laughs> I, I
1: Yeah, I just think that it's just something about Americans. That, you know, they're just blinkered always about European players over there anyway. It's just the way... America loves America. That's just the way it is. They love American players. Like you know, look what they've been doing over the last couple of weeks with Bryson DeChambeau. Like this is a guy who was ridiculed by the Americans uh, when he came on tour. The crazy guy with all the science. As soon as you're successful, you're a hero. And and I think that's the thing with you know Tommy. I'd say if you genuinely asked American fans that are going to watch this week, and you gave them the faces of all of the team. They won't know Tommy Fleetwood. Ah, They'll know Casey.
0: He's a little bit bit more known than that. But I think it's the hair.
1: I think that you're you're overestimating how much the Americans don't look at the European golfers in the same way as they do um, their American guys on the PGA Tour. And I don't think that uh, Tommy Fleetwood will get the recognition that he deserves for what he's done until certainly at least one one major minimum over in america he probably
0: needs to win a major and two pga tour events in a year for them to really perk up and go oh my god this guy is the real deal anyway we we know better and that's our beautiful little uh, i don't know hidden secret for for us for now so um probably i guess time to move on to the opposition
1: yeah, so look, you've got Bryson DeChambeau, uh, Tony Finau, uh, Ricky Fowler, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Phil Mickelson, Patrick Reed, Webb Simpson, Tiger Woods, Bubba Watson, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth. Look, you know, the names just roll off the tongue because you know there isn't too much of a weak link in this team. Um, it, it's a it's a strong American team, and you know it's really. And, and and most years when the Ryder Cup comes around, they have stronger teams on paper. Mm-hmm. They have bigger names because that's just what we're all led to believe. But the real question has always been, can these group of 12 players who spend 51 weeks of the year or in fact 102 weeks of the year over a two year period fighting against each other to win pga and major tour tournaments can they come together as a team and that's the key to the american players no doubt about their quality no doubt about the fact that from one to 12 they're a stronger unit of players in my opinion than the european team but what they don't sometimes have and where they sometimes fall down and the biggest weakness they have is they don't gel they don't become the team, and then the team doesn't matter. The sum of the parts isn't worthwhile. I thought the task force sorted that all out. You know, the forced friendship. Um. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but I think the task force can only go so far. Every twelve, every two years, it's a different twelve people. You know, if Bryson DeChambeau is having a problem with Tiger Woods or Webb Simpson's not for you know, getting on with Jordan Spieth, you know, it's about dealing with that. I think that the European team, and this is just again my opinion that the european team come together they 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 circle the wagons and they become a team they become a group of individual players that bind together to become a much stronger unit and a team and maybe patrick reed is the guy who started to do that for the americans bring them together but that's the that's the question mark the question mark's not over their ability the question mark's not over how good these players are the question mark is can Bubba and Brooks Kepka play together? Do they want to play together? Do they enjoy Does each other? Does anybody company? want to play with Bubba? Well, that's isn't that the point? Isn't that a really good point? Do people want to play with Bubba? Do people want to play like somebody has to play with them? Yeah,
0: well, I think it's the same question and, for Webb Simpson. Like, so you put the two gangliest swings together and let them just go at it, like they they have done before in the previous. Uh, you know, they played together two Ryder Cups already so far. And then we I think that's the situation, that's why they ended up together because those other guys just weren't really too keen on playing with them. I, I, okay, from, from my side, I think there's a little bit more for going for the States this year in terms of an ability to gel together. So you've got you know, three, three of the young lads. You've got Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, and Ricky Fowler who are all pretty decent mates at, You know, at this stage. You've Tiger and Phil who have seemed to have come closer in age, um, and are probably as close as they've ever been, you know, to, you know and, and out of probably massive mutual respect, and uh, so I mean, th- there's that going on, you have you know, Ricky and Bubba were friends for years, and uh, you know, I think you've got these little s- small pockets, and those can be the things that will attract in the others, and pull the whole group, can't, can't, could pull the group together to work for them.
1: Yeah, like I, I look. I don't disagree with it. I just think that that's the question mark. The question mark isn't over these guys' ability. I don't know what the weather's going to be Weather, like in weather's this
0: week. Flawless, nice, nice, yeah, so nice, like, and warm. No rain. Not too much wind at all.
1: You know. So so it's not going. That's not the advantage. It's not a Celtic manor no. or K Club where it's kind of, you know, cold and rainy, and you know, Justin Thomas doesn't like getting into the wet gear, and these guys. There, there's a good splattering between guys who have experience here. There's loads of majors between them. You know, I suppose I'm going to hang my hat on the fact that you know when Tiger plays the Ryder Cup, they tend to lose. You know, so maybe, uh, maybe it's not a blessing in disguise that Tiger's played this week. He hasn't won one since
0: 1999.
1: Look, yeah, he's only won one in seven. The thing, the thing, right? The thing
0: is, when you are the best player of all time. For our generation, he is anyway. Let's not debate uh, back to different generations. But for us, he's the best player of all time. When somebody's going up against that, they up their game. you know. And that's I think that's why Tiger has a not-so-stellar Ryder Cup record. Because when he plays against whoever from Europe, they are going, I'm playing against Tiger Bloody Woods here. I need to play my absolute best. And that, that happens more often than not. It's the same, okay, on, on a much, much grander scale than for us, but it's the same when we're playing with a very low handicapper or, with, or, or even with a pro and a pro-am. Our game can often go to a, a much higher level than it ordinarily would be, because it's just the way it is.
1: Well, I, 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 this is my take on the Tiger Woods thing, right? It, it, last week was unbelievable. He's been trending all season. To go and break through and win again. Who'd have thought so he'd do that the a...
0: tour championship? It's such a drama yeah. queen.
1: you know, like any any he, he went what well, wire to wire or pretty close to it. You know, like you know, it it was and and I think that it was interesting to see Tiger of twenty eighteen wanting it so bad that he became nervous. I'd never seen Tiger win a tournament by kind of not. I don't want to say coughing over or spluttering over the line. But maybe Tiger Woods of two thousand and two, two thousand and three, would have gone out with a four-shot lead and would have won it by a six-shot lead. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a per- perfectly scripted and
0: executed ending to the round. I will agree that, but I think that probably makes me like him even more and love the moment even more because it wasn't flawless. It was he gr- he did he, oh, did he he grounded out. I mean, I thought that statement birdie on the first on Sunday was just like that was it For, to me. I was like, that's the tournament over, and it's just about the story of how he gets to the finish, and it was just compelling. It, it was amazing to watch. It was, it was, it was actually, it was a little bit emotional to watch that, especially with the crowd at the end and everything. It's a pretty special moment. He hasn't won in five years. He's been a a guy that was. Really, bit, a big part of our lives as massive golf fans from a very young age. Like, and to see and it's the redemption it come, yeah, story. Yeah, to see the redemption story, it's the redemption full story, story, full it's, circle. It's like watch it.
1: It's a guy. It's a guy who spent the longest time at world number one, and then with everything went down to world one thousand two hundred or something, and has come back to you know he's come back from injury, then he's got injured again, comes back. Then he injures his wrist, he goes off again, he comes back, he struggles, he struggles, he goes off, he comes back. So many injuries, so many things. And then he does what he does. Unbelievable. But the interesting bit that I think about Tiger in this Ryder Cup is this is the first Ryder Cup post the task force. This is the first time that there isn't the Tiger versus Phil. You know, uh, Tiger is the best in the world but doesn't perform at the Ryder Cup. It's nearly like this is a new beginning for Tiger in the Ryder Cup. Could be. And, and, and it's like a line has been drawn over the Tiger Woods 1.0 mm. that lost seven out of eight of the matches, has a dreadful match play record, you know, and every captain over the last number of times that he was in it tried to do the, we'll do the Tiger in the Phil we'll do the Tiger in the whoever, and it just never worked. This is a different tiger. This is a guy who had to fight to get back to where he was. Had to fight last Sunday, to win the tournament. Has the fact that he smiles much more, sweats an awful lot more.
0: Oh yeah, but Nike you know, clothing has a lot to answer for. I'd say, but I've I have, I've have serious question marks over their breathability.
1: But he he just seems to be enjoying himself, and that's why I think this tiger in this team. With this task force, with all of the changes, this is where I think Tiger steps up and shines, but it's also able to take the pressure off Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, Patrick Reed, Dustin Johnson, Ricky Fair, Fow- because the media this week want to talk to Tiger. Mm-hmm. So the this week the rest of the guys all, all are about kind them. of under
0: the radar almost.
1: You know, because last week was nearly like a perfect foil for this for the other eleven players. And and I suppose in reality, the other 10 players, because a lot of the media want Tiger and Phil. Yeah. Which means that Justin can just go and play. Jordan can go and play. Dustin Johnson can go play. All these guys can go play without feeling the pressure. And I don't think Tiger's going to feel that pressure this week. Because I think this is kind of like a guy who's who's going, I, I dreamt about being back at the Ryder Cup. Didn't think it would happen. I'm back. I'm going to enjoy this because maybe the other eight times that I was here, I didn't really enjoy it or I didn't take it in. It was, like, it
0: was almost like a different person back at those other ones.
1: This, is, yeah, like you said,
0: like a new tiger. He's going to feel like this is a this is a new era and a, a fresh crack at a Ryder Cup. So yeah, revitalized and for my mind, extremely dangerous. Um, the on, the only question is whether how many games he plays. Um, well.
1: He doesn't play all five. No, that's just a reality. Uh, uh,
0: he just can't. Absolutely not. And I think there's, I think there's a possibility of. I, look, he plays three for sure, one hundred percent. He plays one each day, but I think there's a chance he goes two on Friday, one Saturday, and one Sunday. So he's not totally smoked for a Sunday.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if I, I, I flog the the tiger horse quite as much as that. I think. A lot will be dictated by Tiger anyway. The one player on this team is going to tell the captain, look, uh, the back is too stiff. I'm not going out this afternoon. There's
0: no way his back has... You can't, can't be calling up question marks about his back after what he's done this season. Like.
1: No, hold on. I didn't say that they're calling or questioning the back. But if he's walking around on Friday morning and he plays 18 holes, he's not going to... You know, if he says to the captain, Gaffer, I'm not sure that I have 36 holes, 36 holes, and another 18 holes in me this weekend. I think you play one on Friday, one Saturday, and then on Sunday. And I'm not sure he has to be the guy who burdens the, you know, shoulders the burden of this team. You know, I think if he goes out and he plays three times and, you know, gets three points, job done. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, it's I true. think
1: Jordan Speeds plays all five. Really? I think maybe Ricky Fowler. Yeah, I think Jordan might play all five.
0: Wow. I wouldn't say that. I I think Jordan's struggling and I think that could be I think keep, I think he could be a very dangerous person for them uh in terms of like ability to lose um if you put him out in the foursomes. I think his his game is a little bit all over the place.
1: Yeah, but but there's a guy who in my opinion can flick it on and I, I, I just think this week may be that week. I think again he's under the radar, you know, and I think he goes out Friday I think he plays Friday morning, mm. in my personal opinion. Yeah yeah I agree with that. And and I think that if he if he goes out Friday morning and he and he plays well he's, he's popped he's pop he, in the afternoon. He's he's gone straight out in the afternoon. And again it goes back to momentum. If he's playing well yeah. I'm I'm not sure they, they bench him. I, I'm not sure I see Bubba playing all five? Absolutely um, not. You know, and I see, I see I Kepka
0: and and DJ playing all five.
1: Yeah, I th- I think Patrick Reed plays all five, just because of what he brings to the American team in terms of Ryder uh, Cup attitude and spirit. I don't know about that. I
0: like I I I think that's very very much. I would put him in the same situation as Spieth is in that. I see him going out for you know in the first batch on Friday morning, but his game's been pretty messy since the Masters. Actually, the Masters seems to be a curse to recent winners. Think of the crap Danny Willett went through, Sergio's gone through, and Reed's been off the boil recently as well. Um, I don't know what's going on with that green jacket if it's like kryptonite to these guys, but it certainly had an effect on their games. If Reed goes out hot on Friday morning though, then there's nothing to stop that ball rolling down the hill.
1: Yeah, I just think the thing with Reid is a bit like Poulter. You know, I just think he he brings more to the to the pairing to the group, and I think having him on the course playing mm-hmm. is is something like you know getting the crowd pumped up, getting the chest beaten. You know the old shushing with the uh, the finger over the mouth. I just think that that's why Patrick Reed, and and Patrick Reed, unlike my opinion on Sergio. Patrick Reed and Poulter are the guys that, for their respective teams, they go through the gate. A button flicks with them, Mm. and I'm not sure form becomes as important with those two particular players as other players. Yes, and I think that's the thing I see with that psychological. Why he plays five? Yeah,
0: that psychological makeup they have.
1: Who are the first pairings for the Americans? Do you think go out?
0: Well, okay, from what hints we can see today just in the groupings we had Tiger, Bryson, Phil and Reed gone out. Uh, there'd be some very interesting ones there. And Patrick Reed might get his it might give him his wish of playing with Tiger in the Ryder Cup. Um then you had DJ Ricky, JT and Speeth. I think there's some brilliant combinations there between those four guys. Uh, and then you had Brooks, Kepka, Tony Fino Bubba Watson and Webb Simpson, which is Kind of a mix of oddballs if I if I could say that. Feels like a Yeah, I'm gonna oddballs. So
1: You see, I think I think the interesting one is gonna be that middle group that Ricky Justin um, JT and Speed. Sorry, Justin Thomas, yeah. uh, Justin Johnson and, and Jordan Speed. Because three out of that four they they spring break together. They you know, and I, I, I See those four being the main four guys that will intertwine in whatever groupings. You know, you might have Ricky and Justin go off on on Friday morning, and then Ricky and Jordan in the afternoon, mm. or you know. But I can see that kind of four. They chop and change. Kind of a Rubik's yeah, cube. All weekends. I think you'll see those four constantly being switched around over the week. I'm not sure I see like Jordan Spieth go out with Tiger, for instance. No. I just think that... I, I think Tiger and Deschambeau or somebody... I I, I just wonder, the Tiger thing is the one that interests me because I don't know, you know, does... Like, Patrick Reed's a good example, actually, of what you're saying about maybe those two go out together because you need a big... Like, the crowd is going to follow Tiger after last week and, and, and who he is and all of the rest. You don't want to necessarily send the guy out who's going to wilt... Under that sort of you know kind of the crowd and the atmosphere,
0: Reed will just grow. And in someone that. like Reed
1: is not gonna no. is not gonna do that. He's gonna embrace that. Where you know does Bryson Deschambeau flourish maybe in a slightly smaller crowd of a group that you know he can kind of just get on with it and let the nerves settle. Well, maybe maybe it's, a it's less very a le, maybe a less
0: amped up crowd. But yeah, to me, Bryson and Phil seem like a great connection. They both, you know, and you, you know, heard stories over the, you know, throughout the last year, two years of, you know, himself and Phil talking. And, uh, was it Dustin Johnson commented he heard the two of them talking about golf and he said, I didn't know what they were talking about. They were just going into the kind of the scientific, uh, detail part of the game that DJ just had no interest in or, or, nor, or wants to understand. And there's, there's understand. two
1: guys who clearly, you know, if they, if they've hit it off, off the, off the course and, you know they're in the they're in the clubhouse. You know they're in the team room. They're sitting beside each other. You know, like Phil and Tiger have to kind of put the arm around. Like they they're they're the guys who have to make sure that Bryson DeChambeau is is comfortable. That Tony Finau is comfortable. That the these guys are are you know understanding that the the shoulder the burden is on Phil and Tiger, not on Bryson DeChambeau. Like it's his first Ryder Cup. You know, it's away from home. It's in Europe. You know, so it, it he's they've got to look at putting, maybe those two guys with with Tony or with Bryson. I think it's an interesting one. I think the Webb Simpson one is going to be interesting because, I think you're right. Do do you just find it's Webb Simpson and Bubba Watson, and if they don't play particularly well on say Friday, then you don't see them again, through Saturday into Sunday or certainly not too too much. They're the ones that I find the most difficult to start pairing because, again, there's four or five guys that you can intertwine and see making comfortable pairings. Then there's those kind of slightly outside that that you kind of go, ooh, who, who do you put mm. them with? I mean, so
0: uh, it's that, that kind of, let's say, as, assuming that's a pod, you know, Brooks, Tony, Webb, and Bubba, yeah, definitely. You see the Bubba Web thing. Give them a give them a match. See how it goes. If they if they're on fire, roll them again. Blah blah blah. Brooks and Tony, they're both very laid back guys. Um, maybe is a little bit more affable or approachable than Brooks might be. Brooks is kind of that stone face, but Tony Finau to me seems like the kind of character that could play with any of the other guys on that team and be totally fine with it and and it would work because of just the kind of personality he has to me he'd be you know i'd characterize him as the super sub could just put him on in any position and he would do great and, and that's probably doing him a disservice calling the super sub after the season he's had he's he's a cracking player and you know if he's if he's in that pod him and brooks him and brooks kept get together is a formidable pairing
1: And tell me then if we look like we did at the European players. Who's the stud? You know who's 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 the standout? Who's the 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 surprise? Who's the bolter and who's the absolute dud? Or or is there any of any of those uh, relevant? I think
0: Justin Thomas is going to be their big their top point scorer, their standout guy. Their dud, no surprise. Is Bubba Watson not not a fan of uh, Paris the last time he was there? And I think he's going to get abused by the crowd based on that. And the surprise package I have down. Uh, oh, here I'll let you go for a couple first before I jump in with that. Who do you think their star player is going to be?
1: Um, star player like I I don't want to sound like I'm just going with your picks here, but like Justin Thomas, who I'm a huge fan of anyway. Um. I think Justin is, is gonna have to have a big big tournament same with Patrick Reed and um, the dud for me like I I, I fear to say it because I, I I do genuinely think that Tiger plays only three times and my fear is that you know the the the
0: Europeans the up their amount,
1: game just just the way it is like if you're talking purely on point getting mm. r- rather than anything else I, I think that Tiger's being built up to such an extent that I just feel that if he plays three times and doesn't come away with you know two or two and a half it, it's it's an error my heart my heart and my head are saying Tiger and Phil might just become the duds of this that it's it's a new generation and, you know, it's hard to look at Tiger's record and think, well, can he overturn? Which is why I think Tiger's going to be both my dud and my potential surprise. <laughs> because in a strange way, I just think it could go one of those ways. You know, I think yeah, it's, I it... could look very foolish next week looking back and thinking, how did I not think Tiger was just going to go out and blitz it in the way that yeah, he yeah, is? He pl- and he's he played four times and he came with four points. But then I'm equally thinking... I wouldn't be surprised if he goes play three or four times or even five times and comes away with half a point. But it does it you does know, feel
0: kind of binary with him, you know, uh, and I, I totally get that. So. And I
1: think even if you go with somewhere in the middle, I think it's still a fail because I think it's built up this week so much with what happened last week. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just not sure about it. And that's why I'm kind of in between with Tiger. I just I'm delighted he's back. I love last week. I love the fact that he's back in the game. I think it's an amazing for the game. I just don't know when it comes to Ryder Cup time. Is is Tiger and the Ryder Cup happy bedfellows, uh, and and that's why I'm going to go with both. See if
0: top. See if whatever the latest version of Tiger is version 8.0. I mean, it, it, the thing is, it's so funny that like you said, the pressure is so big. Media side of this is in that if he's not winning four points by like you know five and four, four and three, you know three and one it's just it's gonna be deemed a well that's not so great but um the reality is these guys are going up against a very strong European team and anybody can beat anybody on a given day at this level of the sport um so
1: and it and it comes down to you know look rider cups are won by putting you know like that's who can hold the 30footer you know for for a half who can swing the momentum mm. around seven eight nine ten where they're one down or two down on the seventh, and by the twelfth hole they're level or one up. Who can who can stitch it to three inches on a par five on a on a on a par three, and have a tap in for birdie and put pressure on the other? That the margins are so small here.
0: Yeah, it's so crucial for these guys. I mean, you know, we've we've all played match play, listeners included. We all know what it's like when you're playing matches and. It's those one or two swing moments that put the lips out instead of lipping in. Those things are the things that cause matches to swing in one way or the other. So and and look, that's, and it's, that's the way it is. It's also that's part of the excitement.
1: And it can also be a situation where it's as simple as in a foursome, both both teams have the same putt and one is further away. Mm-hmm. And the other guys see the line and they're holding the thirty five footer because the guy had a forty five footer and he saw the break. Yeah, yeah. And you know, when these guys see the line, see the break, they're gonna make putts more often than not. And that's where it comes down to. And and you know, these guys, yeah. There could be a lot there could be a lot of two and ones, there could be a lot of walking up the eighteenth, the you know, one up and halves. I'm not sure I see, you know, a, a seven and six or a, a five and four too often this week. Um, maybe on Sunday, you know, there there might be a couple of somebody's burnt five out. and fours yeah. or six and four, you know, six and four where they're just they they stank all week. It's not been their week. They they just it just never was their week, and it was just shit. And, and they end up losing and, on Saturday and six and five. The, but you just this is the
0: kind of golf course that can vaporize somebody whose game is a little bit off.
1: Well, I look, I I can if with the amount of with the amount of rough out there with the amount of water out there, yeah. with the amount of dreadful driving that we saw last week from Rory, Rory could go out on, Saturday, on Sunday and lose seven and five by just simply by not, you know, letting like the guy didn't go out and beat him. He beat himself. And, and that's where I think, you know, a lot of it comes down to just dealing with the pressure and dialing it back and, and not necessarily having to
0: Mm, yeah. You know, no, I, go for I, everything I,
1: I, and being Johnny Big Balls by getting yeah. a four hundred <laughs> yard
0: drive. Yeah, uh, yeah, Rory kind of uh did, it was uh it was tough to watch last week, you know. Just that you could just see he was just trying too hard. Um so yeah, hopefully he's got that the swing sorted out this week with the coach and um just done a little bit of, you know, mental game review on where he was at last week and just uh, figures it out. You know, he's he's proven time and again over the years that he can figure it out when he makes these, uh, when he has these bad experiences, learns his lesson and, and moves on. So it's a quick turnaround from one week to the next, but, you know, hopefully he can get it done. My my surprise package for the US team, which is, he's kind of, I, he's probably like the, the Tommy Fleetwood of the US team in terms of not really going to be a surprise package, but I think it's Tony Fino. Look, you,
1: you know what? Great shout, Like, I like him as a player. He he seems so understated. Like he just he just he just plays golf. Mm. You know, and he, he just and maybe that's a a thing but maybe I'm wrong, maybe I just missed bits on him. But he's just maybe the one thing about Tony Vino is he might be that player that like that, has gone unnoticed. People are probably not scratching their head, but they're kind of like, oh, well, why didn't this person get it? You know, this person was better name or bigger name. Guys who the guys who have taken Friday off, who don't watch golf, and are like, who's Tony Thune? I don't know this guy. Like he just looks like a, a new version of Tiger Woods, slightly fatter. Um, you know, and and maybe that's the thing with Tony that he will he he'll show the slightly unsophisticated part-time watcher of golf what he actually is made of this week and I, I like him i just think he's got a cracking game um i i look i think 1 to 12 i don't like bubba watson because i just don't like bubba watson i just think from 1 to 12 it's it's very hard to to see too many weak links in the in the us team and it all comes down to can they gel and if they if they get the right pairings out in the right order and you know if the likes of Jordan can hold some putts, but sure, that's going to be the same as the Amer- as Europe. Predictions. Hmm.
0: This is the part of the job I hate.
1: Well, let's go through this, right? Does either team win it? Insofar as so, Europe needs fourteen and a half to to win the US need 14 to retain mm. can you see either team before you decide does which team does do you see it actually being one or just simply retained
0: hmm. a one point spread to answer on I think it's a win um, either side I, I my heart says Europe. My head says America. By a whisk, by a whisker. I'm thinking, you know, fifteen, thirteen, that kind of realm. At at best, fifteen and a half, twelve and a half. But I think it's, I think it's a t- I think we're gonna have a nice, tight, exciting Ryder Cup.
1: Well, I, I hope you're right, because I'm not necessarily in that ballpark. I I I just think. Maybe, maybe if the weather was slightly different, if a few more of the players, uh, you know, we've talked quite a bit today about the pros and cons of the European tour and the pros and cons of the American, or sorry, the, the European team and the uh, European, uh, the American team. My concern is that we had an awful lot more question marks over the European team, two or three, four players. Mm. and And that's where I think the difference is you know okay we we may have a few question marks over a couple of the americans but it's a couple there's more than a couple on the the european team that's my concern right now i think it's not a blowout but i think by by the 6th group 7th group on sunday it's done and i think i think the americans by that stage i think by by group 7 maybe 8 at the very most i think europe um, are too far behind and I think America then get over the 14 and a half before the last four groups finish out and then it's just whether or not they finish out to a conclusion or whether the team just doesn't care but I think that's where my head's at.
0: This is so miserable nobody wants to listen to this James come on
1: <laughs> No I think it's going to be, I think that by the time it gets to, I think it's going to be tight and I think it's going to be In so far as I think by Friday and Saturday, I think we could be talking this time next week. Our what ifs? What if that putt had gone in on sixteen? It would have stayed at one. You know, one down, going on to seventeen instead of it being you know two. That's where I think the problem, and I just don't see enough of the quality in the European team that's there in the American team. And I think, unfortunately, the swing has gone back the other way for the time being. And I think, you know, I just I think that it's 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 the conditions aren't going to be with us. I think that the course is being set up, obviously, with all the rough. I'm not sure that's necessarily beneficial to some of our players off the tee. Um, And I think that at the end of the day, yeah, I I think by, you know, if I put my money on it, I think they, they retain it. They certainly retain it by the seventh or eighth team. On the singles on uh, on Sunday, I'm gonna, ha- I'm gonna have to
0: switch now at this stage and put on a l- large wager with you that it's not gonna be the case. Um, yeah, I, I I don't think we need the bad conditions to be to be a thing for for us to have an advantage or to or to kind of negate their advantage. I guess it's, many of our team are playing on the PGA Tour um, regularly and enjoying those re- pretty nice conditions they have for the most part.
1: Um, 100% but how many of the american players come play on the PGA come play on the european tour in the shit weather. These lads don't go out that often when it's pissing rain. That's that's because, true. Because rain raining in america usually brings lightning yeah. and they walk off the course. You don't see too many times in the PGA they're on you know they've got the gloves they've got the hat they've got you know the weatherproofs on they've got the mittens on. That's not the PGA They don't often door. get it. Look, it, and, it is
0: And those twelve don't play. It is, it is Paris bad. in the autumn. It is thankfully going to be nice conditions. So look okay, at the end of the day, for me, um obviously I want Europe to win. I'm gonna be thrilled if we do. But for me, the Ryder Cup is like I said earlier on the show, it's an exhibition of golf. It's a spectacle. It's it should be a show. And above all else I want to see really exciting matches great golf shots um, you know oh my god moments throughout the three days and whatever the result is come Sunday I'm going to be able to go to sleep happy having watched a uh, hopefully great Ryder Cup with uh, that came down to you know hopefully late on Sunday evening I mean that's that's all I really want out of the Ryder Cup. It's all I ever want out of the Ryder Cup Is you know for as long as I can remember. I'm sure if I was around the times when we were losing, losing, losing and had a better memory of that, I'd be a little bit more strong in my, like, oh, I really need Europe to win. I don't need us to win. I just need it to be a great show.
1: I'll add one bit to everything you said. 100% agree with all of that. I'll add one thing. That it's played in the right spirit. Mm -hmm. I don't want a Brookline situation. I don't want a Solham Cup situation where, you know, somebody's giving a putt, not giving a putt. There's controversy. I want that at the end of it, that, you know, there's friendly rivalry. There's passion. Yeah. But I, I don't want to see this go over the line. It should be a spectacle. It should be the best golfers hitting the best shots And it should be exciting. And it should be exactly what you said. An exhibition. But there also is an awful lot of people who aren't golfers who are watching it this week. And and it shouldn't see 24 of the world's best players become something that they're not. Don't let the sport down because of it. Play it in the right spirit. Win or lose in the right spirit. I'm sure then at that stage, as you say, it doesn't really matter what the the score is. If, If it's done in the right way... And it's a bit of fun. We'll see next week whether or not you're. What I like is the fact that you know you still are predicting an a, a, an American win. Yeah, I know, but if it's as long as it's like close. you were all like you said to me like oh you're so you're you're so you're so, you're, you're 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 so boring and pessimistic it's like it's the la- and, and then you were like yourself are predicting it. It's, uh, la- it's the landslide.
0: It, I don't want my Sunday afternoon ruined by a landslide win. A procession on Sunday. That's just that's not part of my excitement plan. Um,
1: I can see, I can yeah. see you st- sitting on your couch with the you know Kleenex tissues, just like crying yeah. into them. Why, why in did you mid afternoons? Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's all over. It's not good and it's not exciting. Um, we're not going. Sure we're not going to go into our golf at all at the moment. Um, Norway, nor may we ever. But um, we'll, we will see on future podcasts. We might give a season recap of uh, our ups and downs and backwards and forwards. Um, anything else to add before we sign off?
1: Just to enjoy it, you know. That's uh, whatever happens. It's it. You know. It's only once every two years, so it's a, it's it's a great spectacle. Like it's you know we've spent whatever amount of time and you you were we were chatting last week and we were you know talking about we hadn't done a podcast for a while and you know we were like we have to do one for the Ryder Cup, you know. And and this is this is better than the Masters. It's better than the. (gasps) Better than any of. Come back to me in April and say that. Uh, well, I'll come back to I'll come back to you in July when I'm up in uh, Northern Ireland watching it. Yeah. But I I I just think that this is special, and I think that's the great thing. It's it's a you know at the end of the day, it's a little trophy. None none of the teams get to theoretically bring home. They don't like. It's not going to be on Sergio's mantelpiece mm-hmm. when he retires. You know. So they're playing for something that's the pride of a of a continent. You, you and, only take care of. You know track. I think it's great. You know, and I I I just think it's it's. Um, you know, it's just a great spectacle, and and that's what I hope it is, and I just really, really hope it's it's a bit of fun, whatever the score is, um, you know, and and I think that's that's all we we can do. So, I I am hopeful that we'll be so excited by it that we will do a review next week of it. Um, work dependent, but we'll try and find. Time to do a review, yeah. Well, I have a feeling there'll be a lot to talk
0: about. I mean, we're, we're here at quarter to 11 at night doing the, a preview. So, if the uh, if the, the match if the Ryder cup is as good as we hope it's going to be, I'm sure we'll find a little block of time to do a, a breakdown of what happened and, and, and how we felt about it.
1: All right, let's wrap it up. Okay, these listeners are bored of you.
0: Uh, I'm sure they well, if they've hung on this long, fair play to them. Listen, thanks everybody for tuning back in. Uh, enjoy the Ryder Cup. Uh, have a great weekend. Bye bye. Man. Well, goodbye.
1: Bye bye.